Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today on Song of the Soul, we have a special guest. Michael Neely lives in Canberra, the federal capital city of Australia. His family hosted me as I traveled with a Quaker group called the Friendly Folk Dancers, and Michael agreed, on the spur of the moment, to share the music that speaks of his soul and talk about his life as an Australian, Catholic-raised, now-attending Quaker meeting. Michael attended an Australian Catholic primary school, moving to public government schools as of seventh grade. His mother grew up in Italy, his father is Australian born and raised, and both Michael and his family have been sorting out their spiritual paths as they've grown. Michael, thank you for joining me for Song of the Soul. Oh, hello. It's my pleasure. We were out visiting the parliament here in Canberra, the federal capital of Australia, and I started talking about my radio show, and you just up and volunteered. Do you have a major connection with music? Is that something that you listen to a lot? I do listen to music all the time, pretty much, and I find it helps me to relax and to get through whatever is going on in my life. Michael, you're Australian-born, aren't you? Have you always lived in Canberra? I have always lived in Canberra, yep. Have you travelled outside of Canberra? Uh, yes, apart from travelling around Australia, my family's travelled to Europe a couple of times and even to the States once, about ten years ago. Does your music mainly come from Australia, or is it international music, or where do you find most sources of music that you like? 
Um, I find music from all over the world, really. A fair bit of it's Australian, because that's where we live, obviously, but also from America and Europe as well. Are you a person who listens to the radio? Do you listen to pop music here or other kinds of radio stations? I really don't know what there is here in Australia. Um, I listen to Triple J here. That's that plays more alternative music and as well as some um, rock and pop. Yeah, that's where I hear a lot of new music. Do you have a group of friends who listen to similar music? Is it a process of exchange with them? I have a couple of friends who listen to very much the same music, but apart from that, not in my wider group of friends. But yeah, I've got a couple of friends who we know the music that we each like, and if we find something that we know one of the others will like, it's easy to pass that on. Michael, I believe you're 17, finishing your last year of high school. I think it's called high school here, 12th grade. How do you feel about your parents' music, the music that they tend to like? I've been exposed to a lot of music that my parents have listened to, even stuff from 70s and 80s rock that they don't listen to much these days. They've got a lot of it in their own collections, which I have listened to and enjoy listening to. They listen to more folky stuff, I suppose, these days, which is which I don't mind, but it's... Not what I listen to every day. Could you talk a little about your schooling? The school system here is at least a little bit different from what we have in the USA. What kind of schools have you gone to, private, public, and what kind of education are you headed towards? Here we have 13 years of school, which is kindergarten and then years 1 to 12. It's usually divided into primary schools and secondary schools or high schools. Uh, I went to a Catholic primary school and then after that in year 7 moved to a government high school and in for the last two years, years 11 and 12, I'm at what we call a college which is just like a high school for just the last two years of school which I think is good having all people of similar age around you for those last two years of school. In looking through the songs that you selected for your Song of the Soul, Michael, I didn't find any songs that I would have called Catholic songs. Did they expose you to music there, or is there any songs that were part of your growing up that you were kind of fond of, or maybe not fond of any longer? Well, being brought up a Catholic, I was obviously exposed to a lot of Christian, I suppose, hymns, but, you know, just Christian music in general, and we still go to Mass not very regularly, but every now and then, and hear that sort of music. And I think it's definitely good music, but it's not the sort that I listen to every day. Can you tell me any of your beliefs that you carry with you from when you were growing up, from going to Catholic school? Do you think of yourself as a Catholic still? I am not sure. I think I got a lot out of the Catholic education, especially a lot of the values that they taught. I have some issues with some of the things that they ask you to believe in, say, resurrection of the body or the divine conception and immaculate conception. But I still think overall I feel at least part of that church in some way. And I think it's had a positive influence on my life, even if that's not where I can see myself staying forever. Michael, let's start talking about some of the songs you chose for your Song of the Soul. The first one you put on the list 
was Elevation by U2. Why did you pick this song? Are you a big U2 fan? I'm a big U2 fan, and I think like a lot of their music, this song has a lot of energy behind it and is very positive. I think that's often what I feel I need if I'm maybe not having the best day or... Yeah, I think it's got a lot of drive, and I think the song really can lift me sometimes. Do you identify it as an emotional lift, a spiritual lift? What kind of lift is it for you? I think a spiritual lift. I think that, I suppose, an emotional lift or a spiritual lift, I think they're related. I think that having a sense of God is very important, and listening to certain music can sort of energize you in a way that is spiritual. Michael, I associate U2's music with a pretty progressive, maybe liberal, I'm not sure how I want to term it, agenda. I think they have points of view on war, social justice and such that would generally be defined as progressive. Is that part of your outlook on life too? I think it is in general. I've seen in various media different causes that U2 have supported or pushed and a lot of them I agree with in general. Can you name some of the points of view that you have that might distinguish your general outlook? Well, I know that you two and some of their members have been especially working in trying to bring about equality in the world between all different people in wherever they happen to live and whatever situation they happen to be born into. And I think that's something that I believe in strongly, that people should be given an opportunity to do well in life. Are you a person who's generally considered pro-peace? Definitely. I think it's definitely something that this world could use a lot more of. It would be nice to see peace spread to different regions of the world that currently don't have it. What's your take on Australia's involvement in the war in Iraq? At the time, definitely in Australia, when the Australian troops were being committed... Everyone here thought that Saddam Hussein did have weapons of mass destruction. I think it was a very big decision. I mean, to invade another country is a huge decision. And since it has been shown that those weapons didn't exist, maybe it wasn't the best idea to go in in the first place. But I think at this stage, even if that was wrong, it would be perhaps even worse to suddenly pull out now and leave the country in the state that it's in. I don't think they'd be able to sort themselves out from this point. You don't find yourself to be what might be described as a pacifist in general, or do you? I think in general I would consider myself a pacifist because history repeats itself and time and time again you see force being used as an attempt to solve problems and it rarely does. It generally just continues and violence breeds more violence. At the same time, I try to judge each issue on its merits and keep an open mind. Did you receive any teaching on this specifically during your Catholic upbringing in the Catholic school that you attended? I think generally the Catholic religion would teach that peace is obviously the best solution to any conflict, to any problem. I think, yeah, pretty explicitly that would have been taught. Let's listen to an uplifting song. It's called Elevation, and it's by U2. Elevation. Hey. Hey. 
I guess we should mention that the school year for you is a bit different here down under. That is to say, I think your school year starts right around in February, maybe ends in December. Is that your school year? That's right. The school year is the same as the calendar year, and we have longer holidays over Christmas, over summer. And over Christmas and over summer is the same time here in Australia. Yes, that's right. So January is the hottest month of the year. I believe on New Year's Day this year it was 44 degrees in Sydney, Celsius. Which translates to 100 and something, maybe even 110, I think. The next song you chose, Michael, is called Thank You for Loving Me at My Worst by the Whitlands. Do you know where the Whitlands hail from? I think they're from Melbourne in Australia. Why did you choose this song? What's this got to do with your spiritual journey, your path, your beliefs? Well, I think that in anyone's journey in life, in their spiritual journey, you need people supporting you, around you. That's what this song is about. Thank you for loving me at my worst. So it's thanking the people that were around them when they needed them most. And I think that's what everyone needs at some stage. Who are these people who support you at your worst in your life? Who are the actual people who've done that kind of thing, who you can think of as helping you along on your journey? Definitely friends and family are the closest people, and up to this point in my life I've lived at home with my family, so they see you through all the big moments in your life, and also friends that some friends come and go, but others stick with you for years, which is great, and I think they can mean a lot to you but also people in various churches I've been to and been in contact with over the years. So the Catholic Church when I was at primary school and more recent years, the Quaker community. Let me ask you a little bit about your parents. I think your mother grew up in Italy. At some point she left that, I think must have headed over here to Australia. Did your father go and find her there and import her? How did that come about? Not quite. My mother came to Australia when she was 17 with her father and later her mother joined them. My father, he grew up in a country town in Australia. I think my mum worked with my dad's brother at the time and that's how they met. What's your mum and your dad's view about religion or spirituality? I think they both see it as an important part of one's life. I've also got a sister and a brother, and they've also gone to the same Catholic primary school. My brother has just started there this year. He's in kindergarten. I think that they believe, well, especially that religious school can offers a spirituality that a government school doesn't, and that that obviously has some value and some merit. We've gone to Catholic masses over the years, especially with family, because all our family are Catholic. We see that as being important, but then more recently, my father and his spiritual journey, I suppose you'd call it, he discovered the Quaker community, and he really gets a lot out of that, and I think he finds that very fulfilling, being a part of that community, and I do too now. Well, maybe we better listen to the song, so you know what Michael's talking about here. This is by the Whitlams. It's called Thank You for Loving Me at My Worst. I shouldn't have driven You shouldn't have driven But we got there Had a good time So we left the car 
And the cabbie was from the war zone We were glad he was driving us home I was glad to rob some movement You took it on, you took it on board I said, thank you you've chosen is called Where Could I Go? And it's by Ben Harper and the Blind Boys of Alabama. How does it come that a guy from Canberra, Australia, even knows about the Blind Boys of Alabama? Well, I have to say I didn't until I bought this album. 
I knew of Ben Harper. He's fairly well known, and I heard that he'd recorded an album with this group, and I had no idea what it was. But I liked Ben Harper's music, and it looked interesting, so I bought it and was very pleasantly surprised. What is this song about? Well, this song's about being in a time of need, I suppose. Really saying that you can always turn to God if you need help. That even if that's if you've got nothing left, if there's no other way of helping yourself, there's no one that can help you. You can always turn to God and find inspiration in that way. I think that's been useful for me. I have to know that at least, even if that's the last thing, that there is always that option and it can help you through some tough time. When I was growing up Catholic, like you, I eventually got associated with Quakers. I used to say my prayers by my bed each night, and I'm not sure when I stopped doing that. Is that the kind of thing that you do sometimes? I don't kneel down next to my bed and pray, but there are times when you feel that you do need to think of God or a greater being, and I don't believe in a God who you can ask for something and he'll give you what you ask for. I mean, there are people in Australia who pray that it will rain, and I'd say very rarely does it rain the next day. But I think there are times when you have a sense of hope and that you hope that there is something out there looking after you. Yeah, I think I pray in that way. What is it about Ben Harper's music or style that calls to you? I like his music a lot because it's generally fairly simple and it seems very honest in a way. It's usually got a simple message, most of his songs. Many of his songs refer to Christian images or to Christian ideas, and I think that's excellent. I get a lot out of his music because it sometimes can help me to think more clearly about some of the issues which are presented in his songs. Why don't we tune in here and listen to Ben Harper and the Blind Boys of Alabama. The song is Where Could I Go?
Cause nothing else could save a sinner, sinner like me. Oh, but an angels, 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 angels were. And just an angels were. What is, what is too true? What is hard is much too true. Oh, and what's true? Oh, is much too, too hard. And now where, where could I go? I'm 51, you're 17, so you're a whole new generation for me. My parents always used to complain about my music when I was growing up. How do your parents react to yours? I don't think my parents mind it too much. It's not the music they listen to, but I think they're generally fairly accepting of the music that I listen to, and they don't mind me listening to it. The next song that you've chosen by The Darkness is a pretty loud rocker type tune. Is this something that they might have in their collection, something of this decibel level? Not quite, I don't think. What they called rock back then isn't nearly as loud and heavy as what rock these days is, but it's not music that they haven't heard before. Have you ever heard Jimi Hendrix, and what do you think of his decibel level compared to what you like, as in this song by The Darkness? I've heard a lot of Jimi Hendrix, and I think a lot of it is very good. It's very raw music and has a a good energy about it, but I think this song in particular appeals to me a lot. So why did you choose Holding My Own? This song talks about being perhaps not at the best stage and not needing to rely on another person to look after yourself. It's often helpful to be strong inside and strong spiritually. 
that with that then you can hold your own, you can look after yourself and you will be all right. It sounds to me like this song gives you some hope, some confidence that that's the way it'll work for you. Have you felt beleaguered recently? I, I know for myself when I was going through my teens, the thing that usually led me to a crisis was a breakup of a relationship or some kind of hopes in that way. Have you had any of those kind of experiences where you really felt like you needed the uplifting? Over the last couple of years, I have had some disagreements with friends and even lost friends, and I think it's at times like those when it's hard to know who your real friends are and who will stick with you. It is important to be strong on your own, to be able to be confident in looking after yourself. So let's turn up the decibel level a little bit here. We'll listen to the darkness as they perform Holding My Own.
I consider myself pretty tolerant, Michael, in terms of music. I certainly didn't fall in love with the music that my parents listened to, but I could listen to it and appreciate it to a degree on its own. The next tune, which is by Bob Marley, has to go back at least 30 years, maybe a little bit more. How do you connect with a song that's 30 years old and when you're only 17? Uh, doesn't that seem a little bit like a relic? I'm certainly aware of its age, and, well, I was introduced to Bob Marley and his music by my father. He has a lot of Bob Marley's music, but I think that a good song can be relevant for anyone in any generation, and I think that's true of this one. I don't know if it's really true, but I think of Bob Marley as uh, advocating at least use of cannabis, a little bit of drug culture involved in there. What are attitudes here in Australia about drug use at various levels, marijuana and up to more serious stuff? Drugs are certainly around, and there are people who use them, and I think if you're looking for them, I don't think it'd be too hard to find, but it must be the same everywhere. Most people don't use drugs, and I think even though there was a certain drug culture associated with Bob Marley, his music doesn't necessarily relate to that and can be enjoyed on its own. When you told me the name of the next song that you chose, I didn't recognize it. I don't even remember in the song where they refer to Three Little Birds. Why did you pick out this song, and what's the story behind the song? Well, I like this song a lot because it is just so simple and really positive and really optimistic. I think that's great. That That's sometimes what you need. That helps you to feel better. And, yeah, I think it certainly does. A song like this does put you in a good mood. Are you the kind of person, Michael, who will go around singing to himself with the music's on? I do sing a bit. I'm not very good at singing, but I get some pleasure out of it. So... Yeah, if there's a song I like and I know the words, I'll sing it or otherwise hum the tune. Will you do it if other people are around listening? I try not to, but <laughs> I have been caught on occasion and usually they enjoy it less than I do. Well, we'll listen here to Bob Marley and the Whalers as they sing Three Little Birds.
Michael, I'm going to guess that Guns N' Roses are about 20 years or something along their path. I think they must have been popular somewhere in the 80s. You got a couple of their albums? Are they one of the bands you particularly like? I have a few Guns N' Roses albums. They finished up in the early 90s, I think. I like a lot of their music. What I enjoy a lot and what I look for in music is a lot of energy, and that's I find that it can rejuvenate me, give me more energy, and I think I'd find that in a lot of the Guns N' Roses songs. I don't think of Guns N' Roses songs as being particularly positive in tone. Cathartic, I would say, but not necessarily real positive. Do you see it the same way? I think you're right. A lot of their songs aren't positive, but like this one here, they can make you think about the things in your life which aren't necessarily all positive and... I think, yeah, as with this, that's the case with this song, that it is really singing about how maybe there are things that you are doing that aren't the best and you need to stop and think about why you're doing them and is it really such fun. I guess, I don't know if we mentioned it, the name of the song is Ain't It Fun. I'd say that the tone of this song is pretty sarcastic, but I don't read you as being a sarcastic person. And maybe you could say right or something right now and prove me wrong. But it's pretty much not your style, is it? No, I'm not genuinely a sarcastic person. I'd consider myself to be pretty straight up and down. But this song, yeah, it definitely is very sarcastic. And like I said before, it's, I think, saying, you know, is it really such fun, the things that you're doing? Maybe not specifically what is mentioned in the song, but everyone has things which maybe they aren't doing properly or they aren't taking the right options. Is this message again a spiritual message or is it a life lessons message or are there is there any difference between those two kinds of things for you? Well, I think that there is a difference. You can have life lessons without them being spiritual necessarily, but I think this song has both because every now and then you do need to stop and think about the things you're doing and a lot of the time you can find the answer to these questions about what you're doing and maybe what you should be doing. You can find the answer to these questions in a spiritual way and that that can often guide you to the best solution. This next number is Ain't It Fun, and it's by Guns N' Roses.
hope that was fun for all of you listeners. We've got one more song in your Song of the Soul. Michael, why did you choose Ben Lee's song, We're All in This Together? I heard this song a few months ago, and after listening to it, I really stopped and had a long think about the message it was trying to give, that we all live in this world with all the other people in it, that the best way to move forwards and to get anything done is to be aware of that and to do things together because everyone in this world lives on the same planet. The best thing would be for everyone to try to make this world a better place because if everyone did that, surely would be. Does the we're of we're all in this together, does that include other things besides people? Are you an environmentalist, in other words? I wouldn't say I'm an environmentalist. But I definitely have concerns about the environment and I enjoy being in the outdoors and getting away from the cities. So I think that definitely is a part of it, that this world, if we want to keep it how it is now, then we really should take some care. How do you feel about kangaroos? I saw kangaroos here for the first time in my life, just past couple days. How do you feel about those critters? Well, they're one of Australia's most widely known icons. They keep to themselves, I suppose. There are so many of them here in Australia that in some places they're pests and they're culled even to stop them damaging farms. But I don't have any strong feelings, really. Some people object to people eating kangaroo meat, but it's not bad. You should try it, I think. (laughs) How does it compare to wombat or Tasmanian devil meat? Well, I haven't tried either of those. I think you'd find it hard to find Tasmanian devil meat because they're not quite as common, but maybe wombat, I don't know. I can imagine it's quite tough. Michael, I don't think I've heard of Ben Lee before. Where's he from? What's his music about in general? Well, Ben Lee's an Australian artist. He's been around for a few years, but only this year released a new solo album which was his first for a long time and I think before that he disappeared for a while and rediscovered himself. His music is very positive and professes peace and is very nice music I suppose. I find his music very relaxing and it certainly presents a positive outlook on life. When you say we're all in this together, I assume you're including people like Muslims and Hindus and all other religions besides Christians. Is there much religious diversity around here by Canberra? I think there's a huge amount of religious and cultural diversity around Canberra. Being the capital city of Australia, there are a lot of embassies in Canberra and national institutions, which means that a lot of people from all over the world do come here if they're working in diplomacy especially. So even at school I've had a lot of contact with children whose parents work at the embassies. I think that's excellent. It gives you a wider perspective on the world. And I think this song, We're All In This Together, definitely includes people from all races and religions and cultures because everyone lives on the same planet and if everyone did get on a little bit better, things could go a lot more smoothly for everyone. Is there a Muslim mosque in town, a Hindu temple or any of that kind of stuff? Does that stuff exist around here? In my short couple days here in Canberra, I haven't seen any of those kind of things. 
There are mosques and temples around the place. Those religions and cultures are definitely in the minority here, but they do exist, and I think those people can practice whatever their beliefs are, however they like, really. And I think people are generally very accepting of that. So for Michael's seventh and last Song of the Soul, it is Ben Lee singing, We're All In This Together. This morning, I suddenly realized we're all in this together. I started smiling, cause you were smiling, and we're all in this together. I'm made of atoms, you're made of atoms, and we're all in this together. And long division. Doesn't matter Cause we're all in this together Yeah I saw you walking In the city We're all in this together The city's changing changing and we're all in this together every 12 seconds someone remembers that we're all in this together in the kitchen of your rent control apartment we're all in this together come on baby I don't mean to rush you But we are all in this together Ask a scientist, it's quantum physics We are all in this together And on the subway, we feel like strangers But we're all in this together Yeah, I love you and you love her and she loves him Do you get-
I'm kind of wondering, Michael, what your transition has been from living a very full Catholic life. I'm assuming while you're going to Catholic grade school, you probably went to Mass weekly. Did you go through any kind of guilt or feeling like maybe you were falling short of your duties when you stopped attending Catholic Mass regularly? Yeah, I definitely felt that there was something lacking and I think guilt is a good way to describe it. I felt that after all the years that I had been following the Catholic religion that it was a shame to stop attending Mass so regularly and I think that that really started when I went to the high school which was a government school and was non-religious but by that stage I was starting to think that maybe I should be looking for something else that for me Catholicism wasn't necessarily the best option and that to look after myself spiritually I needed to find a different direction and I think that the Quakers definitely provided that for me. Are there parts of your religious experience which you feel are not being met right now or part of your religious needs that you feel are not being met? One of the things that I associate as very positive about my Catholic upbringing was a kind of a certainty and a kind of clarity. Here's what the rules are. Here's what you should be doing. I think that's true, but I don't feel I need that discipline and that routine necessarily to be fulfilled spiritually. I think that while there are a lot of positive things in a church such as the Catholic Church, that there were other things that didn't really suit me, and I'm happy enough where I'm at now with the Quakers. Maybe you can say just a few words of how Quakerism exists here in Australia. Obviously, you know, I'm from the USA, and in Wisconsin, Quaker meetings are kind of spread out. My meeting in Eau Claire is probably 10 to 15 to 20 people on a typical Sunday. What's it like here for you? Are there a lot of teens your age who are involved in Quakers? And what do you do to be a Quaker here in Australia? Well, I don't think there are very many Quakers in Australia. Certainly in Canberra there are, I think, two Quaker meetings and we've got population of 300,000 or a little bit more. There aren't many younger Quakers my age. It's mostly a generation or two above me. But I think a lot of people come to the Quakers later on in their lives. They come from different religions like I have done and like my father has done. I think it's almost to be expected that there aren't that many young people. Not as many people are born into the Quaker faith as are into other religions, say Catholicism. If people come from a Catholic family, all their children grow up Catholic, whereas I don't think that happens to the same extent with Quakers. Given that it's past two in the morning right here in Canberra, Australia, I think we better knock off. I want to thank you for taking the time and burning the midnight oil with me and also letting me stay at your house while I'm here in Canberra. Oh, it's been absolutely our pleasure to have you here, and we hope you'll come and visit us soon. Can I tell everyone else in the USA that they should come visit you too? No problem, that's fine. <laughs> Thanks again, Michael, for sharing your song of the soul. You've been listening to an interview with Michael Neely of Canberra in Australia. You can listen to this program again via my website, northernspiritradio.org, where you can see the songs that were part of this program, hear other programs, and see information about them as well. 
Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS-FM radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at usa.net. And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song of the soul.